want to receive to the pulpit our own president, Mr. Daniel Asamada Queen, to bring us the word of God. Please let's receive him. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Please, you may resume your seats. Amen. Amen. AGCM. And AGCM. On behalf of the campus pastor and the entire executive body, we'd like to officially welcome you back to school. We thank God for bringing all of us in our good number, in our good numbers present here this morning. Amen. Let's bow down our head for a short prayer. for your mercy. We say thank you for your grace. We say thank you for the gift of life that has kept us up until now. We thank you, O oh Lord, that despite everything that has happened, you have kept us and you've protected us. Indeed, O oh Lord, you are a strong refuge and our tower. We do not subscribe this to any other God, but unto you. This morning, we invite you into our, our midst. We say, come, Lord, Come chair this meeting. And at the end, may your glory be revealed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Wow. So I'd like executives if you could stand to your feet. My fellow executives. Church, please put your hands together for these people. These wonderful men and women of God. I'd like to appreciate you. So thank you. God, we should bless you. 
have some master students with us, some PhD students with us as well. We say welcome to AGCM. And our level 400s who are staying over, please, can you stand up? 400s in our midst. Let's appreciate them too. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for being here. And then to your wonderful selves, level 200, 300, put a hand together for yourself as well. This morning, I'd like to speak to us on a subject that is not new to us. So it's like a little revision we'll be doing. And before that, the previous semester, during their welcome address, I spoke to the church about a reserved seat. And we emphasized on the fact that for each one of us, God has a purpose for us and a place for us in our lives. That regardless what happens, God has a way of turning the events of our lives to suit his purpose. And so at the end of the day, we are going to find out that indeed there was a reserved seat for each one of us. But this morning, I'm not going to talk about the reserved seat. I'm here to talk to us about the faith to become. The faith to become. The faith to become. Most definitely, you can't talk about faith and not turn your Bibles to Hebrews. So, turn with me in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Can we all read together? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Let's take it again. Faith is what? And what? Amen. Now, how many of us have faith? All of us. Interesting. Which means I can come to you and then you tell me about your faith. Are we okay with that? Are we all okay? Alright. So, faith in the basic form is things that we hope for, things that we want to be. And not only is faith what we hope for or the substance that we hope for, but it's also the conviction that we have inside of us that what we are hoping for would come to pass. As children, we were one of the large faith holders. And so you'd ask a little child what he wants to be. And regardless of where he is, whether Choco or Suhum or Buko or Navrengo or Nalegu, he can say wonderful things because he has so much faith that nothing can stop him. And that is the story of many of us. If I ask what you wanted to be in class one, probably you wanted to be a doctor. In class two, you changed your mind because you have all faith available to you. You saw an astronaut and said, I want to be an astronaut. Probably class says you met an uncle who was rich and he said, oh, he's an engineer, so I also want to become rich. I'll be an engineer. In JHS, 
you get to know the rudiments of basic math and then you cut down yourself you say okay um, maybe the engineer is too tough if I have to do general science in school let me do general arts and say okay I'll do banking I'll become a banker you get to school secondary school and accounting is worrying you and so 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 is worrying you so I'll reduce myself to maybe a secretary but the fact I want to make here is that as we journey on in life and we face the circumstances in life, we reduce what we had initially wanted to be. And we reduce the promise of God over our life. Why? Because we are faced with something called the reality. And when reality hits you, you tend to forget who you are and what you set out to be in the very first place. But I'm here to remind you that indeed, if only you can have faith, then all that you sought to become, all that you sought to achieve, can come to pass. Amen. So, we will turn our Bibles again to see one woman who worked out her faith. And we'll try and compare ourselves with her. And then we see, turn with me in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 18. Verse 9 to 10. Genesis 18, verse 9 to 10. Okay, we'll be going. So, and they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto you, unto thee according to the time of life, and lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. The next verse. Now Abraham, now Abraham and Sarah were old, well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of woman. Please let's remain here. Can we come back? Yes, thank you. Sarah was one. What was she? She was. The next thing she was what? Please, I can't hear you. And then she was. Whenever the Bible is making references or is describing a particular event with so many adjectives, it means indeed. In fact what we will say, it is over. Now, this is an old man and an old woman, and the Bible is not just acknowledging the fact that they are old, but it's also telling us they are well stricken in age, and it seems to be with Sarah after the manner of woman. In other translations, you would have it that what normally happens to women, she has passed through the menstrual cycle, through the menopause, and I don't know if the science students will correct me. Is there something beyond menopause? But how the Bible is describing it in Charlie, be like Sarah, she passed that level, God. So it, it, it can't happen. So let's go to the next verse. Verse 12. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure? And my Lord also being old. The next verse. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh? 
saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child, which I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return unto thee, according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Amen. The word of the Lord. And so, we are seeing a woman and a man who have received a word from God. Now, every time we talk about faith, it's more about what we can receive. So I have incredible faith. I want to receive the blessings of the Lord. I want to receive healing. I want to receive abundance. I want to receive breakthrough. I want to receive so many other things. Most of us, that is what we set out to work our faith for. But here is a man who we are being introduced to in the Bible. When God called him out of his family, all those things that we are seeking for, he gave it to him even before he could ask. Let's not, let's face the facts. So if you are controlling a number of employees, it can be a difficult thing sometimes because we all have our preferences. Some would be having this character, that character, and when you are a manager, you have to control all of it. But when you are controlling an army, it's a different ball game. It's a different thing altogether. The Bible describes Abraham as being so rich to the extent that he had armies in his house. He was keeping armies. And he could go to war with them. They will win the spoil and then he will say, I don't want to have anything to do with it. Let me just give it to the boys. Let the young boys handle the wealth from this one. If you are not rich, you can't do something like that. And when you are controlling military men or men who are known to have so much anger and so much vigor to overtake a country, to seize a country, to capture a nation, if you don't have much, you can't control them. For how many lands can you capture? For how many mouths can you feed? But the Bible describes Abraham as being so blessed to the extent that he had all these things and he could control these people. So if it comes to wealth and blessings, Abraham knew it. He had it. He met Melchizedek. He paid a tribute to him. The Bible describes it later that out of his loins, he was offering his, grand, his great, 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 great grandson Levi unto him. So if it comes to blessings, Abraham was blessed. Just like the Lord said, in blessings, I will bless thee. And God was sure to his word. But the one thing that God told Abraham that needed or required his faith to achieve was the promise of the son. The promise of the son. So in Genesis 17, we are told about how God took Abraham in a trance and then he gave a covenant to him and told him that out of that covenant, I'm going to bless you with a son. And in chapter 18, we see Sarah. Sarah is hearing the same thing, but she's laughing. But when Abraham also heard it, he also laughed. It's like when you know something is uh, a bit impossible. Like me here now. If I tell you, I'll give you a Benz. I mean, look at me. Let's face the facts. The girls are already laughing. I can't. I can't give you a Benz. I can't promise you something. But... When Abraham heard it, he didn't doubt God that God cannot do it for him. Although he laughed. But in the Bible, we, re we realize that Abraham staggered not at the promise of God. 
But in verse 18, in chapter 18, we see his wife being told the same thing. Now, previously Abraham had been told, I'm going to give you a covenant and the thing that will show you of my covenant is you would get a son and you shall name him Isaac. And out of Isaac, you shall become a father of many nations. You shall become a father of many nations. So Abraham had received all the blessings, but there was one thing that he needed to become. And that is why this morning we want to see how he used, he and his wife, they used their faith to become. In verse 8, in chapter 18, when Sarah is there. So let me just give you a preview of what happened. So they are in a tent. Verse 17, chapter 17, I beg your pardon. Abraham has met God. God has told him you become this, this, that. Amen. According to your word, you perform it. That's fine. Abraham keeps it to himself and then he goes. So when he gets to his home, he tells his wife, Sarah, now God, he said we shouldn't call you Sarai again. Your name is changing to Sarah with an H. So anywhere you go to, when you go to the marketplace, when they call you Sarai, don't tell. Call, let them call you Sarah with an H. And she moves around and says, okay, I'm called Sarah. Now imagine how difficult it will be. Because the meaning of the word Sarah is mother of all nations. And at 90 years, you have no child. I mean, according to reality, how silly can it be? At least tell me you are a mother of a nation, then maybe I'll say, okay, maybe it's hard, but you get one child. But you say you are going around, we should call you mother of all nations. What do you have? Nothing. Oh, do man, what can you do? You can't do anything. But God said, go around telling people you are mother of all nations. And Abraham too, father of all nations. For Abraham, I would say, okay, well, it's a bit fine because he was a man of war. And in those days, even if Caleb at 80 years can go and request for a mountain and say, the strength I had 40 years ago, I still have it now. And it means at Abraham's age, he was old, but he could perform. And later on in the Bible, we saw that actually he performed, even after Sarah died. So the problem was not with Abraham. But in Genesis chapter 18, verse 9 to 12, we see something. So Sarah had always not heard directly from God. She only heard from her husband, Abraham. So Abraham came at the beginning. I've heard a voice from a man called God. He says we should leave this place. We should go into a land called Canaan. He's going to bless us. He's going to do this. And in those days, the woman couldn't say much. Once the husband says, this is it, that is what we are doing. And so she moved. The same way Abraham can say, oh, you are going to be mother of all nations. Okay, Mira, if that's what you say, then that's what I'm going to be. She doesn't care what's going to happen so long as she has seen the results of the blessings that God gave them. Then probably it could happen. But her trust was never in God. And her faith was never in God. Her faith and her trust were in the words of Abraham. Because she had never met God one-on-one. -on -one. She had never had any encounter with God. But in chapter 18, what we are seeing is that there were three angels. 
And then there was one particular angel who, for according to Bible studies, whenever you see the article D, angel of the Lord, it represents a face or a facet of God himself. So in chapter 18, the angel of the Lord and other angels visit Abraham and they prepare a meal for, him, for them. So before they leave, they say, okay, Abraham, where is thy wife? We are going to bless you. According to a time like this, you come back same time next year. By the time you come, you and then your wife will be having a bouncing baby boy. 100 years. 90 years. Is it possible? Is it possible? Please, is it possible? But Abraham had initially heard it, so to him, it wasn't you. He said, okay, you God, I, I know you, you can do it if you like. But Sarah was in the tent. And like what most women are known to do, she was listening to what was going on. And she heard it. And she heard it for the first time for her, so she said, hey, I go for it 90 years. Let's go to verse 12 and read exactly what he said. Genesis 19, 12. Genesis 19, 12. Hey, I beg your pardon. 18, 12, sorry. Genesis 18, 12. Okay, I'll read from my Bible. So therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have had, after I have grown, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also. And Abraham said, and the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is there anything hard for the Lord? At the appointed time I will return to you, and according to the time of life, Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, no, but you did laugh. And it ends over there. So this is the very first time Sarah is hearing from God. Hearing from the angel of the Lord. Every time Abraham goes, he comes back. This is what is happening. This is what we are going to do. Okay, we are doing it. But the very first time she hears from God, and when she hears about it, she laughs. And when she's talking about, shall I have pleasure? She's thinking about the process involved. The process involved. And that is the problem of many of us. We know we can become everything we set out to be. But then when we look at the process involved, we say, ah, maybe I'll quit. How many of us don't know what to do to get an A? If you are here and you don't know what to do to get an A, put up your hand. We all know. But do we all get A's? Certainly not. Why? Because we know the process involved and we are not sometimes, it, it becomes difficult to get what we want to get. And it was the same thing with Sarah over here. She was thinking of the pleasure that at 90 years old, on my 90th birthday, how shall I enjoy sex with my husband because I am well old my lord is also old how can we have sex 
and even enjoy. Okay, you, you said we can have a child, fine. But the sex, I'm just saying. Beyond menopause, no feelings, nothing. Boom. Sitting there just like that. So you go, you work, 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 you come and then, okay, you finish, okay, bye-bye, that's it. Literally, that's what Sarah is doing. The Bible doesn't put it that way, but when she's saying, shall I have pleasure? Shall I enjoy it like I would have when I was young? Even if you are saying it, fine, but I won't enjoy anything, so she goes. And surely in the next chapters to come, we see that Isaac is born. Now, the key thing I want us to note over here is that until Sarah placed her faith and her trust completely in the word of God that she had heard for herself, she never became what God told her she would become. So does it mean that Isaac could have been born earlier? Does it mean he could have been born when Abraham told her? Yes. And to prove to you, let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11, 11. Let us see what's happening here. By faith, Sarah what? Sarah what? Sarah what? Do we see Abraham over there? Sarah herself, what, what happened next? Let's read together, please. Sarah, by faith, even Sarah herself. Mm-hmm. 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 So now do we see the potency of faith? That until you come to God and you believe God yourself, you cannot become what you want to become. And it's over here that even herself, when the Bible also reiterates a point, it shows you that it solely had to do with Sarah. There was no problem with Abraham. Abraham wasn't having any maybe low sperm count or he was old, in, he was not good in bed or no. Because even after Sarah died, the Bible teaches us that he goes on to marry another wife, Keturah. And out of Keturah, he had six strong boys. You can't tell me the problem was with Abraham. You can't tell me women have low sperm counts, no. But over here, we see the reason why Isaac delayed. It was because she had not yet received the faith to receive the power to conceive an offspring even though she was past the age. Now, what happens or what are the requirements then to use and activate the faith that we have? First, to become all that you want to become, you have to hear, you have to search out, and you have to find and discover what God has said about you by yourself. You have to hear, you have to search out, you have to find, you have to discover what God has said by yourself. You have to do it by yourself. There's no other way than by yourself. Some of us place our, past, uh, our faith and our trust in our pastors, in our executives, 
in our friends, in our colleagues, in our spiritual fathers and all that. But if you actually want to become something, Sarah is showing us from her lesson that you have to hear God yourself. You have to hear him yourself. Then secondly, you have to act on what you have heard regardless of anything else at hand. You have to act on what you heard regardless of everything else at hand. So before we read Genesis 18, I'll take you back to what happened. So after Sarah is told by Abraham, you are going to be mother of all nations and all that, she looks at the situations and says, oh, this thing is not going to work. And so Abraham, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm going to help you. Can you imagine? Sarah telling Abraham, I'm going to help you. And then what is this help Sarah offers to Abraham? He says, I know what to do. You want to be father of many nations. I am old. Even if you access me, I won't enjoy it. You'll just be wasting your time on me. I don't want it. But this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick one of my maidens. She is young and she's quite fertile. With her, you can have the children that you want. And then you can become the father of all nations that God is saying you be. But then the promise was not to another woman. The promise and the covenant was to Sarah that through Isaac, he shall become, she shall become the mother of all nations. But then she took it on her, upon herself and said, let me help God make this possible. Now that's some of our, the problems that we face. Many of us have heard some amazing prophecies about our lives. What we are supposed to be, how things would be in the next year. We come to church, receive prophecies, receive all this. I receive it, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it. And then at the end of the day, we want to try and help God make it possible. I didn't work. Realize that even she trying to help God introduces another problem. After Ishmael is born, we have a problem about Ishmael now, 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 now. Although God used Ishmael to also bless Abraham, Ishmael wasn't the son of the promise, and so there were troubles from those days, even up until now. We are facing some of those troubles. And I'm not going to go much into it because I want us to know, learn how we can become with our faith, and that is not necessary. So she helps Abraham. Then they have Ishmael. But God comes to us and you yourself have to do it. So this morning, what promise have you heard from God? Do you know the promises of God concerning your life? Have you sought it out? Have you searched for it? Have you discovered what God says about you? Have you heard for yourself? I can come and then proclaim all the blessings on you, give you all the good messages, do this, do that. But until you yourself, you come to the realization that I have to do this to get what I want. You cannot become anything that we are seeking. In this season, we are seeking to be relevant in three phases. Until we ourselves hear from God, it can't happen. And it's available for all of us and unto all of us. But until we hear God for ourselves, we search for it ourselves, we discover it and we find it, it can't happen. 
And not only do you have to find and then discover what it's about, but you have to act on it. After Sarah heard the word, I'm sure she went, said, my Lord, even if we'll be there and we'll have sex and I won't feel anything, you dear come. God has told me, now I want to do and then see God for myself. And when she did, she received strength. She bore a son, Isaac. We can turn our Bibles also to see another story of a woman. In John chapter 2, verse 1. John chapter 2, verse 1. It's a story we are quite familiar with. Jesus at the wedding feast of Canaan. So on the third day, a wedding took place in the land of Cana of Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding as well. When the wine ran out, Jesus' mother told him, they don't have any wine. Hmm. What has this concern of yours to do with me? Woman. Doesn't even call her mother. Woman. Jesus asks, my hour has not yet come. Then she... The mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. Verse 6. Now six stone, jar, six stone water jars had been set there for the Jewish purification. Each contained 20 or 30 gallons. Fill the jars with water, Jesus told him. Told them. So they filled them to the brim. Then he said to them, now draw out some of the water and take it to the chief servants. And they did. When the chief servant tasted the water, after it had become wine, he did not know where it came from. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew, he called the groom and told him, everybody sets out the fine wine first. Then after people have drank freely, they're inferior. But you have kept the fine wine until now. Amen. So now we see the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ also activating the faith. In the early chapters of Matthew, we know about the angelic visitation to Mary. Hail Mary, you are full of grace. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. Blah, 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 blah. She knows all about it. And Jesus is born. Jesus is growing. He grows in wisdom, in stature, in favor with God and with men. And he sets out to a wedding invitation. What happens at the wedding invitation is something that shows the kind of faith Mary had in her son. Especially after listening to the word that Jesus told her, that the wine is finished, and then Jesus told his mother, if the wine is finished, what has it got to do with me? And it's a typical question you'd ask. When you go to a wedding, and let's say I invite Amofa, Amofa, come. So Amofa and I are going to a wedding, to Aram's wedding, with one of our sisters in the church. Amen. <laughs> and then, so Amofa is Jesus. Glenda, please come. Mommy Glenda is the mother of Amofa. And I've invited Amofa. Amofa come to the wedding. We go to the wedding and the wine is finished. 
you come to him, you tell him the wine is. Is he the one who called you to come for the wedding? No. Is he the one who is serving the wine? No. Does he even know the bridegroom or the, the bride? No. So why do you come to him telling him to do it? You can go and sit down. And he tells him, oh, go and then do whatever he wants you to do. Listen to him. Because when you do what he said you do, something will happen. And she's doing that based on what she has heard. Remember I told you to activate the faith, you have to search out and know for yourself. She herself received the angelic visitation. She was told that her son would come and do this and do that and do this and do that. So although Jesus may not know what happened during that time, she knows and she is acting on what she has heard. So she calls him, listen to him. And by the faith of one woman, it will enter into the annals of history that the first miracle that Jesus performed was turning water into wine. Our God works in times and seasons. When it's not yet time, he won't act. But Mary shows us it may not be time, but if our faith in God shall be as strong and as solid as it can be, regardless of the time, in Greek, they have two versions of time, the chronos and then what, the kairos, right? The chronos has to do with something that is sequential. So from A, you move to B, you move to C. And then kairos has to do with the opportune time to do something, the set moment for something to happen. Now, Mary rubbishes the both kairos, chronos. She says, to hell with that. Jesus, you are the son of God. This you can do. I have faith that you can turn this water into wine. And when she does it, she defies the odd. It wasn't, Jesus clearly said it in the subsequent chapter that it is not yet my time to do what I want. But he said, hey, 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 come here, boy. You will do it. And she did it. So I want all of us to know that we have come to a place where we can become all that we want to be. Time may be against us. Reality may hate us. So many factors may come in. But if our faith in God would be as solid in Him and we will trust Him completely, we can become all that we set out to be. It's a simple message to you. You have to do it yourself. This is not motivational speaking. It is clearly from the Bible. We have seen it. Until Sarah herself believed it didn't happen. Until Mary herself accepted what God had told her, Jesus wouldn't have performed that miracle. And it takes only faith. Without faith, the Bible says, it is impossible to please God. The only way as believers to connect to God is through faith. Without faith, it is impossible. It is impossible. It is impossible. There's nothing that you can do. Someone will say, oh, but the grace of God is there. Be there. <laughs> yes, the grace of God is there. And we are saved by grace through what? Faith. So the grace saves you. And then your faith that you, have, you, you get after the salvation, you have to work it out. And how do you work out your faith? 
by believing and trusting solely in God. Where you come to a point where it doesn't matter who is standing on the pulpit preaching. It doesn't matter who is standing anywhere preaching. So long as it's the word of God, you have complete trust in the word that he's speaking. And you know that it will work for you. This morning as I bring it to a close, I want us to think and reflect on some of the things that we were told we would be. For some of us, maybe when you were young, a prophet told you, you will become this, you become that, you become this. And then you think you are out of line and there's no way that can happen. For some of us, we ourselves put down something in our vision board. This is what I'm setting out to do. But then reality is hitting in and then it seems that it can't happen. But remember, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And nothing, absolutely nothing is too hard for God. Nothing is hard for God. If you have the faith to become, then indeed we shall become. Amen. Let us rise to our feet. Now, I want you to close your eyes. And then pray to God. I don't know what God has told you. I don't know what you have set in your heart. I don't know what kind of wild ambitions you have. But if only you have faith, you can become. Talk to God about it. before you can become any other thing the first thing you must seek to be is to be born again just to be born again in the middle of the night the bible records that the man named Nicodemus came to Jesus and said how can this be? Jesus told him the first thing to be that is that you must become born again before you can receive anything must be born again. You must accept to be controlled by the Holy Spirit, to be guided by Him. And it's available to all of us by grace. He has made it possible. If you are here, your relationship with God isn't the best of certain things you have done or probably this is the first time you're hearing the word you want to bow down your heads shall we all close our eyes you want to return back to the love of the father so that you too can become all that you want to be however you are saying this after me Lord Jesus Lord Jesus Not all of us, to those who want to be born again. Lord Jesus, I accept you as Lord of my life. I acknowledge 
the wages of my sins. And I accept that without you, I cannot be born again. Oh Lord, this moment, I accept you as the Lord of my life. Come Lord and govern my life. Come Lord and use me for your glory. Amen. Let us bow down our heads to pray. And so, Father, this morning we have heard your word. We have seen what you did with other people. We acknowledge, O oh Lord, that you, Lord, who was the God of Sarah, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, is the same God we are worshiping this morning. And so we come before you. That, O oh Lord, we too, we seek to become certain things. We seek to become all that you have said about our lives. We ask, O oh Lord, like just as you did for Sarah, by our faith, grant us the strength to become. By our faith, let us do what is impossible. By our faith, let us defy time. By our faith, let us become what you wrote of us in the very beginning. We ask, O oh Lord, that you increase our faith in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.